Faith, Hope and Love, episode 118, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. According to the psalm this weekend, wisdom comes from knowing the shortness of our life, the preciousness and fragility of this life. Because life is so fragile, so vulnerable, the things that really matter, the things that are of abiding value, become so important. The things that last are love, and self-giving, unselfish love at that. Attachment to Jesus and his gospel values are things that last. There's that great line from the psalm that I love so much. In the morning, Lord, let me know your love. This is Faith, Hope and Love. should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you is found forgiveness, O God of Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone, as we come together as brothers and sisters on this 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year B. To prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and in sacrament to strengthen us and make us holy. Christ have mercy. You will come again in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great the Father. You take away the 
sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom, Chapter 7, Verses 7 to 11. I prayed, and understanding was given me. I called on God, and the Spirit of Wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepters and thrones and I accounted wealth as nothing in comparison with her. Neither did I liken to her any priceless gem, because all gold is but a little sand in her sight, and silver will be accounted as clay before her. I loved her more than health and beauty, and I chose to have her rather than light, because her radiance never ceases. All good things came to me along with her, and in her hands uncounted wealth. The Word of the Lord Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent, is your anger for ever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning fill us with your love. We shall exult and rejoice all our days. You give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favour of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, 
and before God no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 10, verses 17 to 30. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honour your father and mother. He said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked, and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For humans it is impossible but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields, but with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord According to the psalm this weekend, wisdom comes from knowing how relatively short life is. That is, we gain wisdom when we deeply appreciate the utter preciousness and fragility of this life. Because life is short and vulnerable, the things that really matter, the things that are of abiding value, become so important to discern. 
and the things that last are love, self-sacrificing, unselfish love, and our connection to Christ and his gospel. Attachment to worldly things, to possessions and money, is an enormous obstacle. Of infinitely more value and of importance would be spending all our time and energy in searching the depths of God's wisdom, deepening our understanding and appreciation of God's ways. This is our lasting treasure. The second reading tells us that the Word of God is not just a series of letters and words on a page. Rather, it is alive and active. God's Word gets right into our souls and penetrates our lives. God's Word challenges us to weigh up our values, our attitudes and actions. If the Word is not doing that, if it's always just a comfortable and easy, never unsettling Word, then we need to be very wary. A comfortable Word of God may actually be a neutralized Word of God or a watered-down Word of God. The extent to which us humans can make up excuses and make justifications for our ways which can be self-serving can't be underestimated. These self-justifications need to be carefully guarded against. The fullness of God's word searches out and reveals our self-deception. In John's gospel it goes even further. The word of God is Christ. Christ is the eternal word of the Father. And we know that the Word became flesh and lived among us. So, as disciples, we too must allow the Word of God to become alive and active in our hearts and our minds and to radically transform us. I think of Mary, the Mother of God. I may have mentioned before that Michelangelo did a painting once of Mary at the Annunciation, being informed that she will conceive and bear a son. Mary says yes to this. In the painting there's an unusual image. There's an old-fashioned hearing horn at Mary's ear, like the ones people used to help them hear long before electronic hearing aids. This image is Michelangelo's way of symbolising that Our Lady conceived the Word of God by listening to God's message and accepting it, taking it into herself. Mary conceived the Word of God by hearing. Our Lady brought the Word of God to flesh, literally into her life. We must also hear God's Word, spiritually conceive of it, and allow God's word to become incarnate in our lives through our acceptance and action in our lives. In the gospel, the rich young man is basically very good. He has faithfully kept all the laws and commandments of God. In Jesus' time, there were a group of people who believed it's possible for a person to be entirely perfect in this life by actually keeping every little rule, commandment and instruction. Jesus loved what he saw as he looked into this man's heart and saw his life and his faithful observance of the letter of God's commandments. But our Lord saw one big obstacle. The man's attachment to worldly goods was getting in the way of him completely trusting in God's providence and grace. Jesus looked steadily at this man looked right into his heart, into his soul, 
and our Lord's challenge came straight from Christ's loving heart when he said gently to this man, but meaning it very significantly, you need to let go so as to be fully synchronized with God's ways. You must allow yourself to be utterly dependent on God alone. Then you will be perfect. This was too hard for the man, and we're told that he went away very sad. He was unable to be perfect because he was letting other things get in the road of his relationship with God. Then Jesus says a comment about the camel and the needle. Notice how generations have tried to water down this passage because it's just a bit too challenging. However, we remember that God's word is a finely tuned sword and it cannot be blunted. Jesus' words were intended to shock people out of their apathy and the disciples' reaction indicates that his words hit their mark. Some have tried to suggest that the eye of a needle is a door, a big door that people pass through, but no. Our Lord meant what he said. This exaggeration is meant to mean what it says. It's harder for a camel to pass through the eye of a pin than for a rich person to enter the kingdom. The disciples are obviously astounded by this because they reply in shock, Well then, who can be saved? Jesus answered, Nothing is impossible for God. And that trust in God's providence allows people to let go of any attachments or anything that gets in the way of their following God and being a true disciple of Christ. Trust in God's care. Trust not simply in one's own human willpower, which is limited and finite. Our Lord, by asking the man to let go of possessions, was really saying, it's not good enough to have the right personal attitude. We need to go to the core of injustice and detach ourselves from it, as it is the root of so much that is wrong with our society from the desire to accumulate possessions, money or prestige at the expense of others. The rich man could have given all sorts of reasons why he needed to keep his attachments, security, or he could have said, I could use this wealth to help others. But in front of Jesus, who is the word, who is that wonderful incisive knife that cuts between the bone and the marrow, these excuses seem weak and ineffective. The rich man has no excuse and he turns and walks sadly away from Christ. We don't know what happens to this rich man. Perhaps he will think about this and later return. We certainly hope so and Christ always leaves that door open for him. The fact is, following Jesus takes everything we have. The way of God, we know, is not easy. It has real challenges. And if we have anything, any possession or attachment, that is more important than Christ and his gospel, then it could very well come between us at some point of our lives, when we have to make a choice and a decision. If we stay detached from things, then we're free to let go of them if it comes down to a choice between them and Christ's ways. We cannot allow our attachments to be used against us in what is an all-out fight for the kingdom of God. 
if we release our grip on them, they will have no power over us when the time of trial comes. Our Lord gives us strength and the grace to achieve what is a hard task of being unbound from anything that keeps us from the fullness of God's life-giving word. He encourages us by saying, anyone who gives up these things will gain everything that truly lasts and will win everything that really matters. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Word of God is something active and alive. It penetrates our hearts, challenging us to action. It reveals our worries and concerns, to which we now give voice. For those discerning their direction in life. Lord, hear us. For those who lack the necessities of life, that God will inspire people of goodwill to give people what they need. Lord, hear us. For those trapped in the snare of selfishness and greed, Lord, hear us. For all who suffer pain or illness. Lord, hear us. For those who have gone before us in death, marked with a sign of faith, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of wisdom, we humbly ask you to hear our prayers and give us your insight. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of your faithful with the sacrificial offerings, that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might be the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence for ever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The rich suffer want and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no blessing. Let us pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you may make us sharers of his divine nature who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources May God bless and keep you.